my top three. It's the late show on HRM FM Friday nights with my top three and my special guest tonight choosing three tracks and also talking a bit about her role in the hospital is Dr. Editor McCallum, Head of Research and Innovation here at Medway Maritime Hospital. Hello, Editor. Hello, Adrian. So Hello. tell us, first of all, what your job involves here at the hospital. What do you do here? I oversee a team of 30 plus who are very kind in supporting our medical staff in uh, delivering clinical research trials. And they vary from investigational trials, but also observational trials. So I oversee the legalities, ethical aspects, um, governance, uh, engagement with patients and medical staff. And I'm thinking that research and innovation is a very important thing for us here at the hospital. Yes, it's extremely important. And I assume I'm talking, speaking to patients and the public. And uh, I just wanted to say, uh, while you are with us, you are in extremely good hands because our medical staff are very engaged in uh, in undertaking research and what it means is that they are always staying abreast of of new developments they knew about the new techniques new medication i mean COVID, uh, a prime example when the pandemic started we had no treatments for our patients and through research very quickly we identified medication that helped people survive and recover faster so it's it's a primary example but we cover all kinds of areas so our oncology department is very strong and again by being engaged in research we are able to offer treatments which would not normally be available in the market they are often very expensive uh, so we are we are working very closely with commercial companies um, and, and as I said the medical staff they have to continually keep up the knowledge and it's and that's why it's so important. And what, what how does having um, a sort of research and innovation focus benefit the hospital, the patients and also our local community here in Medway? It's, it's very, very good you've mentioned about the local community because this is one of our focus as well. So it's not only about patients who are poorly and actually have to come to the hospital. It's it's also about prevention. We do awfully a lot of work about prevention and a lot of work in the community. For example, we are working with, uh, with the community as to how we can engage uh, public in exercise, healthy nutrition, diets, uh, healthy lifestyle, all the kind of bu- booklets that we see coming up in NA- from uh, through television and NHS, you know, the initiatives, they all come from research. Does the progress of research and innovation depend very much on patients coming forwards? Is that is that an important factor in this? Absolutely. My massive plea to all the listeners, speak to your consultants, speak with your nurses and ask them, you know, you are here for a treatment and it, it, it will really help us if you ask them, are you, are you research active? Are you doing any studies in, in my area? Because it will, it will open the options for you. Uh, I must admit, in terms of the up, 
take, uh, agreeing to consenting by patients to take part in research, they're very engaged, very engaged. Uh, they, they see the benefit. There is zero risk, to be perfectly honest with you, with the trials that we do. I'm, I'm confident to say it is zero because the trials that we undertake are already tested uh, long before they come to, to, to the hospitals for use. And and you 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 actually overseen even more than understand the uh, treatment because we have to take more care and take more measures uh, to make sure everything is is done correctly than than understand the treatment. So actually, you get VIP treatment when you are on the clinical trial, and absolutely plead to everyone to speak with your doctor, even GPs. You know they are engaged now. And we've got a good track record here, right, uh, amongst kind of Kent, Surrey, Sussex Clinical Network in terms of the number of people that we, we've actually managed to, I'm saying we, it's you, of course, have managed to, um, to recruit into research. So you've got, a, you've got a great track record there. Yes, absolutely. So uh, we've opened our office uh, in 2009, the research office, um, and ever since then we've, we've grown. So in 2009, I believe there were about around 500 patients participating in research, and now we've got 6,000 patients who come forward and actually come and join us um, uh, in this in this great journey because we are members of the Kent Medway, uh, sorry, Sussex Research Network work. They are very supportive of what we do and we are actually, yes, highest achieving trust among 20 members of the, that mm. uh, organization. So yes, we are very successful and it's all, again, I would say thanks to our patients, our community and our medical staff. They really are fantastic in taking on, you know, sometimes staying, well, not sometimes, probably all the time if they undertake research research projects staying later, completing more paperwork and taking, you know, reading more. So I think it's it's absolutely wonderful. Great. Well, congratulations to you and the team. It's a phenomenal achievement. Um, I've got some questions, editor, for you about you, but I thought we could take a little break here and play your first track choice, which is what we're here to do. Tell us what you chose as your first music choice. I'll say a little bit about myself straight away. <laughs> I come from Poland uh, originally. You have been in England probably longer than in Poland, lived in, in England longer than in Poland now. Uh, but my grandma, she actually emigrated from France and to Poland after the Second World War. And I always remember this wonderful song by Edith Piaf, No Regrets, Non, non Je Ne Regrette Rien. And it stayed with me. And I think it's just such a beautiful song, such optimistic song, because it basically talks about not having any regrets and looking to the future. So, yes, that's my first choice. My top three. Well, that's a lovely first choice uh, from Dr. Editor McCullum, Head of Research and Innovation here at Medway Maritime Hospital, my very special guest on tonight's Late Show. And Editor, tell us a little bit more about yourself because I had a little snoop around online and uh, you've got a very impressive background in terms of qualifications and career. Tell us how a little bit about how all that happened. So, as I have mentioned, I, I come from Poland originally. I lived in England for oh, many years. Started in Yorkshire, 
beautiful, beautiful part of England. And uh, then I found uh, this position in a place called Gillingham. But this is this is a few few years down the line. In the meantime, I have completed um, the university and the and the PhD doctorate in, in England as well had a few jobs in in the middle i worked at royal pharmaceutical society uh, i worked at um, in london at st george's hospital and i must admit medway is i have been in few places in in england and medway is my my absolute favorite this is the longest place i stayed i've been in the hospital 13 years now and I, I think the people are extremely friendly, extremely kind, extremely hardworking. I love the community. Uh, I've got a nine-year-old daughter and, and I'm very happy to, to bring her up in here. And what, what sort of qualifications do you need to, to hold for this role that you're doing now? Well, that's a, that's a very interesting question because a lot of people assume that to work in research within the health sector, you actually have to have a healthcare related degree or master's or so on. Not necessarily. So um, I know I had some struggles in my career uh, in finding positions. Even, you know, when I finished my doctorate, it was actually very difficult to find my first post because I was what's called overqualified. Right. A little work experience. So we are actually, I'm, I'm very determined to open the door to everyone who is actually interested in research. So uh, we do have, we start from apprenticeships. So uh, we've got a couple of apprenticeships that will be coming up which means that uh, um, you know college uh, college students can come start with us and we release them to do some um, some studying as well we've got people from commercial backgrounds from pharmaceutical companies obviously we've got phds uh, from local universities who came to work with us and nurses obviously but really we are we are a bit of a uh, Frankenstein group, if you like, <laughs> because it's very important to have different skills in, in yeah. that setting. You know, some people have to understand uh, a lot about medicine and, and, and health, but there is a lot of governance uh, involved in mm. delivering research and lots of legalities. And this is all to ensure that it is safe and done properly. And the reason I got in touch with you is because I was kind of looking for interesting people as ever to come onto the show and, and chat. And the article I read was about International Women's Day and you sort of wrote something from your perspective. Tell us about why um, it's so important that what we've seen in recent years, the role of women in the workplace has changed for the better. Why is that so important? You know, one of my experiences uh, when I started my PhD and we're talking, you know, number, number, number of years ago, things have changed since then. And I will remember the the professor who said to me, it's great that you are doing a career in in, in science, but you are a woman, so don't expect that you will will get anywhere high because majority of women. Yeah. And and that's exactly what he said to me. You know, my my supervisor, he was he he said that he with with a good heart mm. if you like it wasn't anything malicious but basically and he was right a lot of women leave have babies and and don't come back but we've got so many fantastic women and they are 
different perspective and they can achieve so much. And I must admit in our hospital, I've met quite few in the leadership roles and, you know, we've struggled in the hospital for a while, but now the things are changing and it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, basically. So we've heard your first music choice, which was from the legend that is Edith Piaf. We've got another track, which I know a lot of our listeners will enjoy hearing for your second choice. Tell us what it is. So that's uh, Doris Day, Kesera Sera. I absolutely love that, that song and um, I sing it to my little girl every day um, because it's just so relevant. You know, we, we of course we influence our choices and we can influence some of what is we, we happens to us, but effectively life is life and we don't know what's around the corner. So yeah, I love this song. My top three. So it's my top three on HRM FM's Late Show. I've got Dr. Editor McCullum here with me, who's Head of Research and Innovation at Medway Maritime Hospital. Editor, tell us what your final track is. So, so we've been to France with the first track. We've been to America with the second track. And I think we need to come back to beautiful England with the third track with the Monty Python good old classic, Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. Perfect. (laughs) Let's hear that now. My top three. Monty Python, always look on the bright side of life. Always a good track here on HRM FM. Editor, thank you so much for sparing the time to join us at the end of what must always for you be a busy week. Thank you very much. And thank you for all the listeners. And please don't forget, ask your medical staff for research (laughs) absolutely that's important so thanks again for joining us take care and we'll see you very soon thank you last is late show 87.9 hrm fm